My name is John Omarchada, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And this is protocol number six. We shall soon begin to establish huge monopolies, reservoirs of colossal riches upon which even large fortunes of the goyim will depend to such an extent that will, they will go to the bottom together with the credit of the states on the day after the political smash. In just one sentence, one long sentence, almost a run-on sentence really, in the first paragraph, um, they're talking about a couple things here. Huge monopolies. Um, I would say knowing who they are to a degree in the sense of the Illuminati. We're talking about central banks. And with central bra- – I'm sorry. With central banks, you get credit systems. Um, and at the end of this, they talk about a political smash, which I believe is that they're admitting to an end event. Um, which is somewhat alarming. Uh, However, if you think of somebody like George Soros and him crashing economies, like, uh, did he do that in Hungary? Is that why they they outlawed him there? Yeah, you have um, the crashing of currencies. Um, You make enough major countries... um, their economies crash, they're they're going to call upon somebody to come take care of them. This is just the sad part about being a part of a, a mob, um, or at least in, in terms of a mob mentality within a society. Um, outside of that, and something that I don't think that they, well, obviously they didn't know about back then, 120 years ago, um, I don't think that they're very fearful of any advancements um, in, in, you know, their technology back then uh this would have been after obviously the industrial revolution so there's inventions left and right um but you know i don't think that they were fearful of um you know what unknown um inventions and advancements that they would have i think that there's a pretty simple process that they would go through uh because human beings don't change too much right so they would follow this same formula in order to absorb whatever new advancements that that there may be in order to uh, control it and become a a monopoly. So they're all for it, which, you know, is easy to understand, especially since you have so many, like I said, central banks. You gentlemen here present who are economists. Just strike an estimate of the significance of this combination – in every possible way, we must develop the significance of our super government by representing it as the protector and benefactor of all those who volunteer, voluntarily submit to us. This is become this is going to become important um, at the end as well. So maybe I won't necessarily talk too much on these few sentences here, but um, I believe here they're admitting to industrial complexes um, and that. You know, their super government uh, that they talk about here is the epitome of the United Nations of socialism, which always evolves into communism. The aristocracy of the Goyim as a political force is dead. We need not take into account. 
but as landed proprietors, they can still be harmful to us from the fact that they are self-sufficing in the resources upon which they live. It is essential, therefore, for us at whatever cost to deprive them of their land. This object will be best attained by increasing the burdens upon land propriety and loading lands with debts. These measures will check land holding and keep it in a state of humble and unconditional submission. So property taxes. The aristocrats of the Goyim, being hereditarily incapable of contenting themselves with little, will rapidly burn up and fizzle out. They want to squeeze and suffocate the aristocracy, which is to say a ruling class. Not the... Uh, I'm not the, the, the biggest supporter of a ruling class. Obviously, I believe in um, term limits for all of our politicians, um, along with getting rid of all of them and bringing in normal people, which my – and I think I said this in one of my last podcasts, but I'll reiterate it. Um, if we were to do that with, with uh, um, term limits, uh, you know, these normal people – don't know how to screw us out of money to fill their own pockets, to line their own pockets. And they wouldn't have enough time to really do that. Uh, and one would hope that they would focus on uh, governing, you know, the whole thing that pol uh, politicians, well, I don't want to say politicians, but, you know, people in, in positions of power are supposed to be fucking doing. At the same time, we must intensely intensively patronize trade and industry, but first and foremost, speculation, the part played by which is to provide a counterpoise to industry. The absence of speculative industry will multiply capital in private hands and will serve to restore agriculture by freeing the land from indebtedness to the land banks. What we want is that industry should drain off from the land both labor and capital and by means of speculation transfer into our hands all the money of the world, central banks, and therefore throw all the goyim into the ranks of the proletariat. Then the goyim, goyim will bow down before us, if for no other reason but to get the right to exist. So... They mean to control, then confuse everything and make it to the point where we're merely happy, in their words, to just exist. Lovely. Lovely people. To complete the ruin of the industry of the Goyim, we shall bring to the assistance of speculation the luxury which we have developed among the Goyim, that greedy demand for luxury which is swallowing up everything. We shall raise the rate of wages, which, however, will not bring any advantage to the workers, for, at the same time, we shall produce a rise in the prices of the first necessaries of life. I think they meant to say necessities. First necessaries of life, alleging that it arises from the decline of agriculture and cattle breeding. We shall further undermine artifully and deeply resources of productions by accustoming the workers to anarchy and to drunkenness and side by side therewith taking all measure to extirpate from the face of the earth all the educated forces of the goyim. Now there's a couple parts to break down in this last paragraph. This part, we shall raise the rate of wages. 
interesting. What are they talking about today? What have they been talking about for a while? Increasing the minimum wage, right? And what has been the counterpoint to that? That if you raise minimum wage to pay, to pay the employees all the same amount, right? Which is obviously what the minimum wage is, is um, that that price increase is going to be eaten by somebody. You think the business owner is going to take that? Of course not. They started a business. They took the risk. Uh, they 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 brought in all the money. They got it all started, not to then watch their money go out, right? So that's going to come back to you. And in many cases, you're going to have the taxpayers that have to do it too. Sadly, because of subsidies, which is such a fucking disgusting joke. <sighs> um. So yeah, that um. And inflation. So uh, the cost of everything goes up. That's been the counterpoint, right? So um, that's what they get into in the next line. Um, and they even admit, we'll, uh, <laughs> we shall raise the rate of wages, which, however, will not bring any advantage to the workers. There you go. For at the same time, we shall produce a rise in prices of the first, I'm just going to say it, necessities of life fucking a <laughs> like i'm reading a 120 year old document at the very least it's 120 years old and this shit's going on right this second and even more crazily <laughs> this next line is kind of fucked up alleging that it arises from the decline of agriculture and cattle breeding what are they talking about in the Green New Deal. What was AOC saying with a straight face on the Congress floor? That cows fart too much. Talking about our cattle. Fucking, this, and this is hearsay. I don't know how true it is because I haven't read it yet. Um, but I think from the sources that I've read it from, uh, I can trust it. And that is that fucking Obiden. Ob <laughs> uh, um, Bentley Craig says, oh, Biden. So I think I got that's where I got that from. But Biden um, has stated that he wants to make it so that uh, each person only gets it's a limited amount of, of, of beef, of, of red meat, um, which would be like, I want to say it's four, four pounds of beef. Is it a month? And therefore, you only get a, a burger a week. Is that what it is or something to that? Or is it four? No way. Is it four? Is it four pounds a year? It's something like that, where it's like, I know it's four pounds. Um, so I can't remember if it's a month or a year. Uh, four pounds of beef. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. Enjoy your life, peasants, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It is outlandishly ridiculous. And they're fucking talking about um, alleging that it uh, that it arises, all of the shit that it it arises from the decline of agriculture and cattle breeding. So they're talking about cows here. They're talking about cows now. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I was talking with um, D.B. Cooper and he, I was like, you know, is it boring? Is it is, you know, are these breakdowns, you know, whatever? And he was like, well, it's pretty fucking frightening. <laughs> yeah, I I concur. Um, I mean, it blows my mind every time I read one of these fucking things and break it down. Um, 
and then at the end of it, uh, oh wait, they they talk about um, undermining the economy, uh, which you know it's all sorts of shit that they do, especially with the central bank or the Federal Reserve. That's our central bank, if you didn't know that. Uh, so you know they control interest rates and etc. Um, but at the end of this, they're talking about basically using entertainment and vices to keep us subdued, and then eventually uh, removing. Uh, what they called the educated forces, which is higher learning, which is knowledge, removing knowledge from us because knowledge is power. In order that the true meaning of things may not strike the goyim before the proper time, we shall mask it under an alleged ardent desire to serve the working classes and the great principles of political economy about which our economic theories are carrying on an energetic propaganda. So they've shown their next glove for their hand or, as they state, mask for their face. And what is a mask for? It's to hide, right? I wore a mask. Um, but I think applicable to today, it would be Democrats. Um, you know, their narrative in this is that they desire, quote unquote, desire to serve the working classes. Well, who talks about being on the side of the working classes all the time? Now, it's the Democrats who often does it in all of these different countries that have tried the experiment of socialism that often, as I said earlier, evolves into communism. Um, yeah, that's, that's socialism. In all of these cases, Venezuela, Cuba, you know, um, it's always they go after the workers and claim to have their backs and they're going to help them out. Look at the unions. The unions, um, oh man, the construction unions have, have always confused me because they vote Democrat and then Democrats raise taxes as you see what's going on now. We're only in four months. Three, what, three and a half, four months of Biden, and he's already wanting to increase taxes. You have an increase in gas prices, which increases prices on everything, everything that has to be moved. When gas prices go up, um, prices on all of those things go up. Um, and when prices go up, guess what businesses don't want to do? Or at least uh, new businesses. They don't want to be new businesses. They don't want to come up. They, there's, there's nobody that really wants to go out to take the risk uh, to start a new business because of how expensive everything is. As of right now, you know, rumors going around about the price of lumber at Home Depot. Um, it's disgusting what's happening right now. And so even with like construction unions, they vote against their own self-interest in voting for Democrats because that's all they want to do. Trump, it was... Uh, it was so easy for Trump to make the economy boom because all he did was started bringing back regulations. The executive order that for every regulation that you bring out, you got to get rid of two. Um, it halted that expansion of government, um, which is always an increase in, in taxation and prices. Um, and so, you know, in, in voting in these unions who are have been, I think – propagandized into believing themselves that without themselves, they would, you know, workers would, would, um, lose their jobs and they wouldn't have it as good. 
Uh, it's not to say that, you know, there aren't benefits of unions. I've, I worked in unions. Um, I felt the benefits of them, you know, of, uh, you know, uh, job security and, and, but I've also seen the negative side of it. You know, I've seen the job security of worthless fucking workers, which is, um, usually one of the points made counterpoints made about unions is that they do save shitty workers jobs. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen terrible fucking lazy, no good, worthless workers, um, be able to keep their jobs because they were dues paying, uh, union members. Um, but yeah, and then the, the, the unions all vote Democrat because they lie to them and say that they're, they're on their side. And then they work to run out the business that will keep them working. It's, it's just such a confusing state of affairs when it comes to, to unions. Um, it, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense, um, that nobody's pointing this out and, and, um, sorry, my cat's running around in the background. <laughs> if you heard that, um, it's just a, a confusing state of affairs, uh, that, you know, this, this odd little cycle that, that happens. And that's just with my own, um, experience, you know, and seeing it. So, but, uh, yeah, they're admitting right here that, that, uh, you know, they're going to allege um, ardent desire to serve the working classes. <laughs> I mean, does this shit not blow your mind? As it should. Um, and it's every protocol, every fucking protocol, 120 years ago at the least. And it's it's happening right now. Anyway, so that's the end of protocol six. Uh, it was short. But um, I intend to get another uh, protocol out tomorrow night if everything goes as planned. Um, and then obviously we'll have the Wednesday night special on um, uh, two nights from now. Um, in the last few days, I did a, uh, a video with Scotty Roberts. Um, thanks to Lewis Boyce. We went on for about, I think it was two or two and a half hours. Um it was, this is a little bit different than my normal thing because it was, you know, a, a guest coming on and, and I basically allowed for them to, you know, describe themselves and, and, and talk. So uh, we're going to um, have more videos with them. Uh, I'm going to certainly want to flesh out some things and make it, it'll probably get a little bit more lively because there were some um, things. And if you watch the video you'll and, and you know me, uh, you know there's some parts where... Um, I certainly wanted to discuss a little bit more, but I also wanted him to, to have the time to be able to, um, you know, like I said, describe himself and whatnot. So next time around, uh, we'll, we'll get into things a little bit more, but, um, overall, I think it was, uh, he's a, he's a lively guy. Um, Scotty Roberts, he's a well-traveled person with a lot of stories and he can talk. So, um, you know, future videos should be fun with him, but go ahead and check that out. It's on my, my Facebook. Actually, as soon as I get done with this podcast, I'm going to upload it to BitChute as well as YouTube. Um, so just check those out and, uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, if you want to let me know anything, by all means, uh, send me an email at me tv1105 at gmail.com. That's M E T V one one zero five at gmail.com and find me on any social networking platform with the exception of TikTok, Instagram, 
and Twitter because I'm indefinitely suspended indefinitely. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.